0: listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians.
1: Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Gordon Mott, playing for the home team of uh, Columbus, Ohio. Joining me... Dalton Irvin from Victoria, Texas, and Jonathan Torres from the great state of North Carolina in the Diocese of Charlotte. The, uh, let's start with the prayer. Um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember O most gracious Virgin Mary that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, our mother. To thee do we come before thee, we stand sinful and sorrowful. A Mother of the Word Incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in Thy mercy hear and answer us. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I thought we would start with a Marian prayer because I thought that it'd be a good way to start a show talking about mom. The uh, so rather than talk about a, a theology of the Blessed Virgin Mother, I thought that it might be good to come at this from a, a personal relation way, right? Like so. We know all of these titles for the Virgin Mother. Um, If you're from the Diocese of Columbus, certainly you're familiar with her title as Our Lady of Consolation. Um, But there are are so many others, so many others that have happened over the years. Um, And I think maybe that all of them serve an important role for us at different times in our lives to really relate to our Blessed Mother and and her role in consolation. So maybe, maybe if we can start just by kind of talking about some of our favorite titles for our lady and how we relate to those.
0: Yeah, sure. One of my well, I have a couple of titles that I uh, prefer <laughs> uh, for our for our mother. Um, one of them being Our Lady of Sorrows. I do the the idea of her having such a broken heart at not only the sins committed against her son. But of imagining her at the foot of our Lord's cross, having to watch her own son die. It's a very powerful um, mm. meditation, I think. Mm-hmm. And seeing that statue of, I think it's seven swords that mm-hmm. are piercing her heart. Oh, yeah. And with tears streaming, streaming down her face, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And just to unite, not only to meditate on that, but to unite your sorrows with her sorrows, too. Yeah. It's very consoling, I think. Um, that title and and that devotion of Our Lady of Sorrows. So
1: yeah, there's a there's a statue, uh, an image of uh, Our, Our Lady of Sorrows at the uh, at the Jubilee Museum here in mm. town, uh, and it. I mean, I just love to gaze at it, even though it breaks my heart to gaze at it, mm-hmm. because, I mean, it just we uh, we we think of saints sometimes in these kind of like hallmarky concepts or we tend to think of the virgin mother sometimes in these hallmarky concepts you know she's she's wearing her nice blue robes and looking very unaffected but no 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 i mean she's a mother Mm -hmm. she's your mother she loves you and so of course she's affected by what you're going through um and so like the uh the sorrowful mother is one of my personal favorite titles um so like everybody in has knows the the image of the pieta michelangelo's pieta mm-hmm. and uh uh when i was coming into the church that was actually one of the most powerful religious images i mean the first time i saw that i was stopped dead in my tracks because and i, and I don't talk about it a whole lot but i mean so i'm uh I, I had cancer when i was growing up and i mean that image so there used to be these these chairs <laughs> uh that when you were getting your iv um With your chemo treatment for that day, I mean, you would try to lounge in these big, oversized chairs, and half the time you'd see, you know, these very ill kids with their moms kind of cradling them, looking like a pieta. And Mm. the first time I saw that, like, it kind of had this, you know, wonderful, beautiful little flashback. It's like, oh man, you know, God's been introducing me to his mother this whole time. You know, the um, and so it was always a a really wonderful image for me in terms of, of maternal consolation. Mm. Um the uh what do you think, Dalton? Our Lady of Sorrows,
2: I think, you know, you kind of said it uh a little while ago, Jonathan, about the the consolation we receive in seeing the sorrowful mother. Mm-hmm. Um for me it it's a validation um of suffering. Uh mm. when we see Our Lady of sorrows and the seven swords piercing her heart, the right the seven sufferings mm-hmm. of Our Lady um it validates that life is hard um sometimes even though we know we're we're saved and that we're redeemed and that we're beloved uh by God uh sometimes it's still pretty tough you know yeah. uh, loss is hard to deal with um suffering can make us feel very far from God uh, even when he is incredibly close mm. um which is the story of Mary right mm-hmm. the first tabernacle Um, if you would, yeah, Uh, she suffered even though she was intimately united uh, with her son.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that suffering is expressed in the Pieta by Michelangelo Mm -hmm. very well. You see her with her arms spread out, not grabbing her son, but almost like a culmination of her fiat, let it Mm -hmm. be done. Mm -hmm. And so we see our Lord... uh, we see her choice fully expressed in our Lord's suffering and death yeah. because she said, let it be done. And this was the culmination of her son going about her father's biz- about his father's business. As if he, she said, let my son do what he must, even yeah. if it leads to death. Yeah, And it's just, it's heartbreaking. When it'
2: giving back, right? She's when her arms are spread yeah. wide open, it's her giving back uh, to God. What, What he gave to her at the Annunciation. And
0: she is the perfect image of what a mother should be, Mm -hmm. is letting her son be free to do what he must do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what makes you worthy of a statue like the Pieta. Well, (laughs) yeah,
1: Yeah. well, and uh, I mean, it's what a beautiful and wonderful kind of an affirmation, right? That like, ironically, I mean, there are so many ways that we kind of internalize that this thing or this thing makes me bad and so I should repress it. Um and sometimes we don't even want to give ourselves permission to feel the things that we're feeling. So we go through traumatic loss or we go through trial and you know, you're hurting, but you oh no, 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 I'm I'm just gonna, you know, put on my boots and I'll I'll, I'll be just fine. And it's like, No, so here's this beautiful image of a sorrowful mother, like, No, it's okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> being being in pain or something doesn't make you bad. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so then you know, rather than feeling disconnected, here's this wonderful opportunity to connect with this beautiful image of consolation. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, you know. Um, but, I mean, but there are so many other means by which to, you know, connect with and relate to the Virgin Mother. Um, you know, another other popular uh, devotions, like, so Our Lady Star of the Sea, the Stella Maurice, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, a a popular uh, devotional. That's sailors. actually
0: that's personally one of my other favorites, uh, which I actually have written down on this note. So
1: there you are, great minds think yeah, alike, right?
0: Well, there you go. Um, but I I do like that idea of us being lost in at sea mm-hmm. and uh-huh. being able to look at the stars for direction, and Mary being that image of yeah. leading us to her son, leading us to safe, leading us safely to the shore mm-hmm. where her son resides. And so it's almost like. The expression of um, us as pilgrim people, right, traveling through the darkness, through the stormy sea, Mm -hmm. trying to get home. And she's calling us to her son.
2: Yeah, that is a Our Lady Star of the Sea, I actually spent a year at a parish back home uh, called Our Lady of the Gulf, which is not an approved title of Mary. um, (laughs) Same idea, though, yeah. (laughs) But when the parish was founded, it was a derivative of Our Lady Star of the Sea. Mm. Uh, but, because Texas has the Gulf Coast instead of a sea right right uh, on the outside there, they, there they named it Our Lady of the Gulf
1: instead <laughs> the uh, one of one of my favorite images though of the Blessed Virgin Mother is almost uh, an image of conquest right so there 's a title that i 'm very fond of um, Our Lady of the Revelation right? or the Virgin of Revelation. Um, and it has to do with a murder plot that was associated with Pope uh Pius XII. Um, there was a uh a man, uh, his name was Bruno uh Cornacciola. Uh, this was in April twelfth, nineteen forty-seven, uh at a park right there in the middle of Rome. And uh Bruno was pretty much every terrible thing that you could you know attribute to a person. A uh, good, pious, holy wife who constantly prayed for his conversion and dealt with a lot of things that she shouldn't have had to, and three kids that prayed for his conversion and dealt with a lot of things they shouldn't have had to, and uh, the the more that they prayed for his conversion or for his you know save, his being saved from this this place where he found himself in life, the more he kind of lashed out at them. Uh And the more he lashed out at the church in turn until he actually just took to preaching these giant anti Catholic speeches you know in the middle of Tre Fontaine and so it happens one day that you know he goes to Fontaine and he drags the kids with him and I'm not you know his wife is probably off in a church praying for him at this point um and he's preparing for this big uh talk ironically um you know to uh defame the Virgin mother. And the kids are off playing and there's these caves, you know, to the the south of uh Tre Fontaine. And they were playing with the ball. And the ball goes down into one of these little caverns. And, you know, next thing you know, the the youngest is kneeling down in front of the opening of the cavern. And they wouldn't move. And so then the other two, like, oh, come on, quit playing around, thinking that kid's playing around. Wouldn't move, wouldn't move. And so then the one goes down over there and taps him on the shoulder and... Wouldn't move, wouldn't move. And then all of a sudden you can hear they're, they're whispering something over and over again. You know, pretty lady, pretty lady, you know. And uh, then uh, one by one, every time that, you know, one of the other siblings would walk over there to see what the other ones were doing, boom, down onto the knees, same thing over and over again. So Bruno walks over and he's furious. His kids wouldn't come when he called and he's getting ready to not be a very good dad. <clears throat> and uh, walks to the opening of the cave and he's, his kids are saying, pretty lady, pretty lady, pretty lady. And he's furious, you know. And so he, he slaps the one. And it, does, they, it doesn't budge them, you know. And he gets furious. What are you looking at in the mouth of this cave? And all of a sudden, you know, and he describes this event that he felt like somebody was pressing down on his shoulders uh, until he was put down onto his knees. And then he felt fingers on his eyes. And it was he said it was like scales were removed from... His, his eyes and then all of a sudden he sees the hands are attached to the Virgin Mother uh, who introduces herself as, you know, I'm the Virgin of Revelation and, you know, uh, she tells him that he needs to repent of his wickedness, obviously. And what was very interesting about this too is after the talk that he was going to give to faming the Virgin Mother, he had actually planned uh, a murder plot against the Pope and he had actually bought a dagger specifically for this purpose. So the Virgin Mother tells him that not only is it not good enough that it's you know you've repented that's great but it's not good enough you have to go see the Pope and you have to apologize for the wickedness that you've been engaged in hmm. uh, and she makes it you know like a mom chastising her child it's like okay no 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 no, no now you have to own up to what you did you know the and I, I love this this image you know our Lady just kind of coming in as strong mom and you know here's what's up. Um, And I think it's... Yeah. You're listening to The Seminarian Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. You can listen to this show every Saturday at 1130 and Sunday at 1 p.m. and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com. I'm Gordon Mott from the Great Diocese of Columbus, Ohio. Joining me are Dalton Irvin from the Great Diocese of Victoria, Texas, and Jonathan Torres from the Great Diocese of Charlotte, North Carolina. So... Okay, so I just got done bragging about Trey Fontaine, <laughs> Our Lady of the Revelation, because I can nerd out about that all day long. Um, yeah. But what are some uh, some other images, you know? Um, or even, maybe not even necessarily proof- So, like, we tend to view even, like, our prayer life when we're engaging here. Like, even if you have this, this image or this devotion that really kind of afflicts your heart and draws you closer into the relationship, sometimes it can almost feel a little bit impersonal like oh, okay i'm calling her by a title like i would call royalty by a title or a diplomat by a title i have a, a very good friend that uh simply refers to her as ma <laughs> and i'm not entirely sure but like it's a beautiful thing coming from that friend mm-hmm. um i have another group of friends that compiled their own mary prayer that is, whenever anybody, any one of them, is having difficulty, the prayer is Hail Mary, full of grace, kick the devil in the face, <laughs> which is <laughs> really cool. Um, the, uh, but I mean, so like, other than kind of these traditional Marian images, you know, um, is there a, a particular mode of of relating to her that you find really kind of resonates inside?
0: Yeah, I, you know, when I studied English literature at Belmont Abbey College back in 2011 around that time I was reading a lot of medieval literature and I came across this idea of chivalric love right, where a knight a soldier a man meets a woman of such beauty and grace that he's inspired to live a virtuous life Mm. and he courts her but it's a very respectful almost treating her as a god mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and i think that that image in medieval literature i'm sp- thinking specifically of the divine comedy in dante uh by dante yes, of course <laughs> of course i am that's the, yeah i can whatever anyway <laughs> moving on um sir gawain and the green knight um the Arthur, the arthurian le- legends um treats the women of great grace and virtue as heavenly Mm-hmm. And they are inspired to live better lives as mm-hmm. if they are, le- uh, as if these women are leading them towards heaven. Yeah. And so I th- I just, I fell in love with that line of thinking. And that's kind of how I relate to Mary now, that she is this woman of grace and beauty that is able to stoop down from heaven and guide us along the path. Yeah. And so- especially as seminarians who are w- one day going to be priests that will live a life of, life of sub- celibacy to be ordered in our loves for women in its way through the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very powerful way of relating to her. So,
2: Yeah, I think it's always uh, so interesting that canon law, which is typically seen as this very juridic, um, structured thing mm-hmm. uh, in the life of the church, uh, demands that priests have a devotion to Our Lady mm, and yeah. that they cultivate a devotion, which is... <clears throat> it seems like it comes out of nowhere because mm. a priest must do this. A priest must do this so many times. Yeah. A priest must do it. A priest should, is expected to. If he doesn't, blah, 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 And a priest must have a devotion to Our Lady, mm. um, which I think is uh, speaks of how profound Our Lady's relationship with the church is. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just kind of following on, on your comments there about uh, her coming down to us and, and guiding us mm-hmm. Or, or that idea of Star of the Sea, uh, guiding us to s- the safe harbor of her son.
0: Yeah, you know. Yep. So
2: personally, my my favorite, not my favorite, one of my titles for Mary that um, is so uh, important, being from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas, is Our Lady of Victory. And mm. um, we're not real creative with names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this town's Victoria. We ought to have a church. Well, uh, what should we name it? Uh, Victory. Our Lady of Victory. Um, but just the story um, of right, the Christian nations going into war mm. um, to defend Christian lands. Yeah. And the Holy Father calling all of Europe to join in praying the rosary mm. for the success uh, of this campaign. and yeah. Our Lady appearing and, and through her intercession uh, – the victory of Christendom.
0: Yeah. And I think that, um, devotion of praying the rosary is so powerful because it, it's so clearly related to Christ or something, mm-hmm. right? It's the life of Christ through the eyes of Mary. So we walk through these mysteries, uh, joyful, sorrowful, glorious, luminous. If you know, you're, you're into that thing. Yeah. Right after. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's very scriptural too, right? It's yeah. The, the, the words that, um, the angel announced to Mary, um, and so to, and that's, I think that expresses what Mary's role is, is almost like a filter to her son or mm-hmm. bringing us to her son. Everything that Mary does is only to glorify her son evermore. Yeah. Um, and so I think for me, the rosary has been a big help in growing my devotion to Mary, just mm-hmm. meditating on our Lord's life through Mary. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that there's, well, there's a lot of value in, I mean, first of all, everybody should be praying their rosary. That was St. Maria Escriva. Yeah. You know, whenever uh, he was around a seminary and he checked him for two things is one, did you have a scapular and two, do you have your rosary with you? The, uh, but you know, just, I'm glad I'm the, diocesan. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but it, there's, there's, there's a lot of value in, in finding these kind of filial ways to, to relate to the Blessed Virgin. Mm-hmm. I mean, because in, like in as many types of as, as personalities as there are you know there's um there's ways to relate back to her so like you know the, there's a very popular devotion in our current age you know Mary Undoer of Knots mm-hmm. which was actually just a devotional painting uh created in 1700 by an artist named uh Johann Schmittner, mm. right the uh and then mm. everyone's like oh well okay Here's the virgin mother in her role, assisting her son in the untying in of all these difficult situations, yeah. um or the loosening of bonds it's like oh wow, you know the uh and you know, just kind of going down this this other list of approved titles of the Virgin Mother, you know you have you know the mother who shows the way, you know the throne of wisdom uh there's a uh, a devotional image uh that was uh created for uh nursing mothers at one point, hmm. you know the um There's just all of these wonderful ways to kind of approach her and being able to approach her in all of these, these very kind of beautiful, um, deep ways invite us by virtue of that, that closeness into a deeper relationship with her son, because sometimes people might find a difficulty in their relationship with God drawing near, Hmm. um, because we have this saying. In, in Latin, right, nihil dat quod non habet. You can't give what you haven't received. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's hard to, you know, look on others as, as, as beloved sons and daughters or as sisters, brothers. To look on yourself as beloved if you mm-hmm. haven't been given that identity, mm-hmm. right? Like difficult family situations and whatnot. So here's Our Lady, you know, always ready. Just looking pure love as a mother who loves her children. The, uh... um well, that's uh
2: yeah, I don't know you know there's uh the the image of our lady Renaissance, where it's our lady, it's a French image uh and she's holding a child in one arm, um presumably the child Jesus, I guess <laughs> probably, <laughs> but here's the ringer she has a lamb in the other arm,
0: oh, yes, I know we're talking yeah, 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 and so With the greenery around her, yeah yeah,
2: and, and this in college uh when I was in discernment. There was something about this image that that just struck me. So I got a statue of it. And this probably isn't the way the artist intended the image to be taken. But you know, we always call Jesus the Lamb of God. So I mm. let him be the sheep. And I consider myself <laughs> <laughs> to be the child in Interesting. the other. Okay, yeah. 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 Just this idea of our lady holding um the lamb of God right, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. And then and then me together. Interesting. Right. She through her intercession she keeps me. Uh, with her son.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, and I think it's things like that, um, these devotional images uh, that Gordon was just listing, uh, and then also the, the tradition of the church and hmm. and Our Lady of the Assumption, the Immaculate Conception, et cetera. Yeah. Um, entering into all of these and and playing with all of them, if you will, mm-hmm. um, in your prayer and, and finding those titles, those devotions, uh, those stories entering into them entering into the art yeah. letting the beauty of the art lift you mm-hmm. um, to where you're able to encounter Our Lady yeah, um, in a very real way
0: I love um, the image of Our Lady of Perpetual Help is a uh, that's another um, devotion yeah. that I kind of have with Our Lady <laughs> where she's holding her son and her son's looking at the cross mm-hmm. scared mm-hmm. holding holding his mother's mm-hmm. hand tightly um, It's a beautiful image. And the way that she's able to console her son saying, you know, yeah, maybe this is what you're called to do, but I love you. (laughs) And and so, um, again, that image of consolation with our mother um, is very powerful.
1: Well, and that's that's actually an image that even got incorporated into the prayer of um, St. John Henry Newman. um, That uh, in his Stations of the Cross, he talks about the role of Our Lady in consoling her son and encouraging him just mm-hmm. by simple virtue of that loving gaze. Yeah. You know?
0: I also like the um, the image of uh, Our Lady of Czestochowa. Mm-hmm. Oh, chestohova is very good. It's great. And I think, you know, we're so used to talking about these, um, Mary as a consoler and, you know, we can, don't have any fear in going to her. But I think the Our Lady of chestohova brings some mystery into it to where you know she's the mother of god we can't forget that too yeah. you know and so there is some trepidation that we should have in approaching her i think the rumor is that saint luke painted that mm-hmm, image mm-hmm. I, I mean that's that's incredible
1: so. well the uh yeah as well in <laughs> now now you can't bring up our lady of chesterhova without telling a little bit about that story right With About the scars on yeah her face. about the yeah, scar yeah, yeah. yeah tell yeah. It. No, no 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 you're a good
0: storyteller do we have two minutes left of the show <laughs> talk quick <laughs>
1: The uh, well <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna leave that one for homework for the listeners. Uh, maybe that could be part two. That, that can be a divisions. positive use of go. Google <laughs> in your life, you know, rather than looking up sports scores or something. Look up Our Lady of Chestahova and Please not it can take up fifteen minutes <laughs> trying to learn how to spell it, you know? The uh but so uh yeah, so just wanted to uh kind of draw from this all these opportunities to uh, draw closer to our lady to to recognize her role in interceding, in drawing closer to her son, her role as, you know, uh, uh a victor, <laughs> not just as mm-hmm. a consoler or as an intercessor. Um, and I want to encourage, I, I think it'd be good for, you know, all of us to discover more ways to kind of draw more into the relationship with our lady because too often I don't think she gets enough credit. So, uh, you know, call your mother. She hasn't heard from you in decades, right? That's the old rosary joke. Yes, yes. The uh, <laughs> but all right. Let's close with a prayer. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Lord, we uh we give you thanks for the opportunity to come together and uh, meditate on uh, and, and discourse uh, about all of the ways that you have you provided for us and consolation and intercession and uh, conquest through Our Lady. Um, help us to. A fall more deeply in love with you, to fall more deeply in love with her, and to to grow in this authentic maturity and to to look at in the world in eyes of love. We ask all this in your most holy and perfect name, as we pray in the words that Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven. heaven, hallowed be thy, be thy name. Thy kingdom, come, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. heaven. Give, Give us this day, day our daily, daily bread, bread and, and forgive us our trespasses. trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's Seminarian Show. You can hear this show every Saturday at 1130 and Sunday at 1 p.m. and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com.
0: The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM 820. Archives of the seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at saintgabrielradio.com.